0: Have you ever had this experience? You're scrolling through social media on a Sunday afternoon and you're enjoying pictures of like your kids' babies and yoga poses and puppies and all of the fun, good things. You're congratulating your friends on their amazing accomplishments. You're looking at vacation photos and then wham, all of a sudden you get hit with a direct message from a total stranger who is sending you like five paragraphs that attempt to introduce that person to you and establish affinity. And, um, you know, they're saying things like, I see that you have two kids. I have two kids. I see that your birthday is coming, by the way, happy birthday. And then they're trying to like all of a sudden educate you on this amazing ground floor opportunity that they have got and they want to share it with you. (laughs) Ah, uh, you guys, and maybe you've been the sender of some of these. I know I have. There is no shame. We have all done it. This is what I call outreach that is cringe or cringy. Kids would say cringe these days. <laughs> Creating relationships with your perfect future buyers and perfect future affiliates and partners is a part of business. It's necessary when you're building a business. But so many of us give up and get it wrong because we're out there getting rejected and hitting the process because we're doing it wrong, just like the, ample, just like the example I just gave. So today we're going to talk about outreach. We're going to talk about having conversations that actually get responses, feel helpful and caring, and create relationships with the people that we want to work with. All right, so stay till the end because we're going to talk about the most common mistakes we're all making in outreach. I'm going to tell you how to solve those mistakes, and I'm going to get you going on creating sales through relationship-based, conversation-based, service-based Conversations that feel good and helpful on both sides, yours and your potential future client. I'm Kelly Coulter. In 2020, I became absolutely obsessed with helping fitness professionals build their businesses so they could serve their clients during the pandemic. Now, I help coaches just like you make more impact with your perfect clients without adding hours to your day by leveraging the life-changing work you're already doing. These episodes are specifically designed to deliver mindset, business, and direct response marketing tips that will truly move the needle on your business. Ready to get started? Let's go. So we are here with Adita Lang, who is a, I'm going to let you say all of your qualifications because you have a million of them and you've been in the fitness industry for forever. A lot of people know you as a speaker and um, I have been doing one-on-one coaching with her and she's also been in the accelerator group and she's been an awesome piece of that. So Adita, hello. And will you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: I would. I'd love to. Thank you for having me here. So I've been in the health and wellness industry for 40 years. I started teaching group exercise when we didn't have fancy sneakers and so I was barefoot on concrete and I used vinyl records. And when the next song came up, I had to stop the class for a second so I could change the song on the record and then come back. And that's how long it was. It was really a long time ago. But since then, I've done everything. I was, um, I was a lecturer for NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, for six or seven years. Traveled around with them. I traveled around with a bunch of other fitness companies and have been a continuing education provider for just about everybody. And I have been incredibly, you know, in my career, it went from group exercise to personal training, to writing books, to corporate wellness. To, and during that whole time, I was always educating fitness professionals, too. But that is why I needed you because <laughs> see, there's a lot there that I just threw at you. And there's even more hidden in my back pockets. And mm-hmm. it was, it was like, I felt like I was throwing random darts because they were exciting and they, they made, they gave me a high and I would throw these random darts, but nothing was ever like really solidified into a really true business. And so, yes, that's, oh why my gosh.
0: You, I would refer to you as somebody who was kind of like white knuckling it, like you under, like you had so much deliverable and you didn't have it. Um, like this goes to these people, <laughs> these people need this, and then these people need this, and then and then there were random things. So there was a lot of, uh, shiny object syndrome that could have happened. So together you and I have, um, defined your audiences, defined your core revenue generation products.
1: Yes. Yes. And yes.
0: And you feel
1: great. It feels absolutely (laughs) wonderful because several friends of mine would say, you know, It looks like you're trying to sell too many things, right? And they would say that, but I'd be like, but they're all really valuable. I think I should keep trying to sell them all. But of course, nothing would sell. And so you really put it all into perspective. And you help grab things from different piles, basically put them together and make one cool thing, which I was like, oh, I never thought of that. But that's kind of smart. (laughs) You did that. Yes, you did.
0: I love it. I love it. And so um, so where you were is that you were kind of scattered and shiny object syndrome and not any defined audiences. And now you feel like you have definition and you have strategy going forward. So I think strategy is a key word for you. I know we're gonna meet after we do this testimonial and talk more about that for you today.
1: <laughs> I just needed somebody to come in with the whip and say, no, hold on, stop everything. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, I love doing
0: these little snippets, letting people kind of um, meet my real, actual clients, hear what they have to say about working with me. What's your biggest takeaway?
1: Oh, I have so many. You've <laughs> given me so many. My biggest takeaway was to really sit back and figure out what need am I fulfilling? Mm. And what is the biggest need? Because every, I mean, listen, there's a gazillion needs out there, right? But what is the biggest need that needs fulfilling that I truly enjoy doing, and um, and then focusing on that.
0: Yes, so good, Adita. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your experience. And I appreciate you, and I love working with you. Anytime, and thank you. <laughs> Today we're talking about outreach. Outreach is the empowered, proactive practice of starting conversations with perfect future clients and or partners. Perfect future clients would be the people who have the problem that you solve in your business and who are ready to solve that problem. Perfect future partners would be businesses and organizations that you might want to work with that would have a mutually beneficial reason to want to work with you and share their audience with you and have you share your audience with them. So the key here is that outreach is the process of starting conversations with prospective clients and partners, rather than just sitting back and waiting for your social media posts or your email campaigns to magically transact. So it's proactive. And that's what I love about outreach. A lot of times we get it wrong, we get frustrated, and then we quit. But outreach allows you to be Proactive in ways that other things don't. Email is great, but it's not a two-way conversation. You can't get instant feedback from email. Even if you're doing live video, you're not getting the same kind of instant live feedback that feeds your business with information about your audience like outreach does, like conversations do. So oftentimes I see beginning business builders, new business builders, even people who are in the messy middle and beyond, I see them kind of feeling like they're flailing in the wind and they don't know what to do next. And it's because every single time, every single time y'all, it is because they are not in direct conversation with their perfect future buyers. They don't have a process for going out and getting in those conversations. And so they're not having those conversations. And when you're not having conversations, you're not seeing movement and growth in your business. I see it over and over again. So before I get to the how, I need to talk about why. Outreach empowers your business because it's proactive. So outreach is empowering. It allows you to open conversations and identify whether or not a prospect is right for you to work with rather than just blindly spraying your message out there to the world and hoping somebody picks up what you're laying down. So opening conversations puts the power back into your hands while starting the sales process for the right people and positioning you as the leader and the expert. So in the eyes of the prospect that you're reaching out to, you're offering help. Maybe you're framing it as customer service. Maybe it really is customer service. Maybe you're framing it as um, letting them know it's education about something, but you're reaching out and offering help. You choose the direction and the objective of the conversation based on the information that this prospect is giving to you. So now I know at this point, a lot of you are already cringing and shrinking back from the thought of opening conversations. So let me put your mind at ease. I only want you starting conversations with people who have raised their hand and said, I'm ready to talk to you. So it's the people who have showed up to your campfire. If you were having a party, they would show up. You would walk up, shake their hand, say, thank you for being here. It's those kind of people. And if you aren't sure what I'm talking about with the campfire, go back to the episode that was titled The Five Foundations for Your Social Media Strategy, and it was published on October 5th, 2022. There you'll get the full explanation for that foundational concept about the campfire In your social media. So there are two types of outreach, but there's only one that I recommend. Cold outreach happens when you contact someone and you've had no interaction with them in the past. They are not at your campfire. You're hoping to get them to your campfire by outreaching. This is the one that causes most of us to shy away because we've all been on the receiving end of these cold outreach message, messages that feel uncomfortable and um, unwelcome and cringy. I teach a process of creating warm conversations, and that starts with your email and your social media. When you're able to do outreach to warm audiences, to people who have actually started to raise their hand, or if they have in some way shown you that they are wading through your river of misery... You can use those opportunities to identify conversations that are going to feel comfortable and service based. So I only suggest getting into warm outreach conversations. The biggest mistakes I see people making when they're opening conversations, I have um, kind of, I've kind of split these up into two. So. Outreach tends to get a really bad reputation. And that can be especially true in the fitness and wellness industry, because we've got a lot of um, network marketing that is doing outreach, uh, in my opinion, wrong. So we've all received these spammy communications, and most of us have even done it ourselves. I'm going to give you some examples. I've got two big ones. And the first one is the thirsty messenger. All right, so the thirsty messenger is the one that slips into your direct messages or sends you a long email. Back in the day, they would send you an actual letter in the mail. I don't know if you remember those days, but I might be showing my age here. You would get an actual letter and you would open it up And it would be this long letter that has all these jobs to do. It's got to create affinity and make you guys best friends so that they can give you the um, pitch for their offer, right? So the first thing they do is they try to establish a connection. They say things like, "Um, I see that your birthday is coming up, or I see that you've got two kids. I've got two kids. I, I see that you're creating great social media content or that you're a coach. I'm sure you're killing it, blah, blah, blah they compliment your energy, they compliment your social media posts. A lot of times um, they'll do it around your birthday and they'll say happy birthday as well. (laughs) So they're creating affinity and trying to make you best friends. And then um, after that, they uh, start to talk about how they've you know, recently partnered and they've got this ground floor opportunity or whatever it is, but they start to transition into this offer. And then they ask you if you want more information. So it's, um, It's a customized script. It's usually something that they're sending to a lot of different people. And maybe just that first part is customized to you. And it tries to do a lot of jobs in just that one message. And it never once asks for consent or permission before continuing. So I'm a big believer that when you're having a conversation with someone, that it has to be two ways and that they have to continue the conversation with you, or there's no use in you continuing the conversation with them. So conversations have to be permission-based in that way. And when you send five paragraphs to someone that is not permission-based, you're not asking them if they want to continue the conversation before you offer more information. The second big mistake we all make when doing outreach, warm or cold, is the shirtless trainer mistake. (laughs) So you see this a lot as fitness instructors, personal trainers. It's those guys who want to be um business coaches to you. And so they show up in your direct messages or again they send you an email, they'll send you a text message. It's more like a hustle broy type thing to me where they're they show up and right away they just start asking like all kinds of invasive, unwelcome questions without creating any kind of relationship or trust with you. So you've never heard from them before or you just know very little about them and then they want to know how much you made last year. So it's this guy, he comes into your profile, into your direct messages, and um, he, his profile picture is like he's shirtless and he's got a mohawk and he's like, and he's like, hey, bro, I see that you're posting some killer content. How long have you been in the fitness biz? Um, you know, I don't know. It's just invasive. It's gross. It's um, unwelcome. He's clearly got an agenda which is okay. I believe in being direct in these conversations. Um, but when it's all about his agenda, I think that's where it really goes wrong. So he hasn't researched you. He doesn't care about you. A lot of times when I get these messages, they don't even know if I'm a girl or a guy. Um, they they don't know uh, that I'm a coach because they haven't researched me. They think that I'm a personal trainer. So they probably don't even know like where they came across your profile or how they got your name. So with both of these mistakes, the thirsty messenger and the shirtless trainer What they get wrong is that there are three things. I I think there are three things that are really, really wrong about these types of messages. So the first is that the messages are cold and unwelcome. They're sent to people who didn't ask to hear from them and they didn't interact ahead of time in any way. The second is that they are indirect and in some ways dishonest. So when you're sending, when you're having a communication with someone, whether it's through text message, direct message, whether you get them on a zoom call, if you're just trying to make best friends with them and be like fake best friends, or if you're asking questions and you're not listening to the answer, then you're not really being truthful about your intentions and conversations with Future clients have to be honest because we're talking about creating a relationship that you're going to continue for months and years into the future with the right people. So, if you start that conversation with a a half truth or a lie, you know, half truth being like, I want to be best friends with you, or a straight out lie being, um, you know, I care about you when you really don't, then you're not being truthful. So, Be truthful from the beginning about why you're contacting, why you're having this conversation. Now, the third mistake that I think the shirtless trainer and the thirsty messenger make is that they don't necessarily ask for permission to continue. So they're not looking for your buy-in before they're hoisting their wares on you. (laughs) It would be like, um, it would be like, Do you ever walk through the mall and they've got those kiosks and the people will be standing there kind of asking for your permission to uh, talk to you about their stuff? It would be like, instead of them looking you in the eyes and talking to you about the stuff, just like shoving it into your hand. So like just shoving a sample in your hand or slipping it into your shopping bag. You have to gain permission from a trusting future client before you start to tell them about what, before you even start to ask them questions about themselves, you want to know that you've got their buy-in and their trust. So permission is super important in a conversation. I think that's what's missing a lot of times when um, the shortlist trainer or the thirsty messenger are out there um, doing their thing. Okay. So I often call outreach conversations qualifying conversations. So with my accelerators, with my paid clients, we talk about qualifying conversations. And that's because you, as the trainer, as the wellness coach, as the health coach, you are actually looking for clues that the person that you're speaking with when you're doing outreach is qualified To work with you. And what I mean by qualified to work with you, I mean that they have the qualifications of someone who wants to work with you, who has the problem that you solve, and who is ready to solve that problem. Those are the things that you're looking for before you would ever make an offer. Now, there are lots of objectives for these outreach conversations. You can get a lot out of outreach conversations, even if you never make an offer. But in the process, you are qualifying every single person that you talk to, and you're looking for whether or not they have the qualifications of someone you want to work with, or maybe um, they have the qualifications of someone you might want to be a future Partner with. Now, let me just dig in on that one just a little bit further. When you're creating a product or an offer, you create this thing that's really perfect for just a specific subset of people out there in the world. If you've created it to help everyone, you've really defeated the the purpose because you're really creating it to help no one. Um, I heard a great quote the other day, and it was like, um, "You can do anything, but you can't do." everything. So if you've created a product that you think can do everything, you've created nothing. So if it's perfect to help certain people and then they're looking for, then you're really looking for very specific people that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can help. So the purpose of outreach is not affinity. You're actually reaching out actively to get to know people who are showing up because they have the problem that you solve. And then in the process, you're looking for the perfect future people to work with. So I'm not a big believer in having a lot of chit chat and trying to make someone your fake best friend. I feel like you waste people's time and your own when you do stuff like that. I'm a big believer in being really direct. So Conversations are qualifying conversations because you're going to get in there and start finding out what their problems are, what their priorities are, what their goals are right now. And you're looking for the people that you can help. You're qualifying them as possible future clients for you. And we do that through conversations when we're doing outreach. So when done correctly, outreach is a systematized way to feed your business with new perfect clients while also gathering new information from your most engaged watchers because you're not going to offer to everybody, but you are going to get information from everybody and you're going to have conversations and you're going to build relationships with everybody. So, I would love to hear in the comments at this point. Do you have a process for doing that in your business right now? Are you going out and having conversations in any kind of systematized way right now? Do you spend time every day doing outreach, having conversations? Do you follow up in your emails with the people who open? Do you have any kind of systematized way that you're doing this right now? Okay. So, let's wrap this up, I want to tell you how to do outreach well. Two things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, having service-based conversations and having warm conversations. How do I identify the people to have conversations with? So the key in having any kind of outreach conversation is not going to be in what you say to them. It's going to be in what you hear from them. It's all about listening. You may have a list of questions that you like to get through and um, pieces of information that you want to know about each person that you reach out to. And that's great, but none of it matters if you don't hear the answers. So let people talk about themselves as much as they are willing to. You're not going to necessarily try to sell them anything unless You know beyond the shadow of a doubt based on what they've told you that you can help them. So outreach is not about selling. It's about making relationships and in the process, identifying the people who are right for the product and the offer. Then you can have a conversation with them about their goals and their beliefs and their wants and their desires. And we're looking for people that we can connect with on a real service-based level. Because we are all servant leaders. We're looking for people that we can serve in a real, authentic way. We're looking for the people we can help. So we make it all about them. And that means that outreach often starts with social media or email messages. Since we're not looking to just have conversations with anyone, we're looking for people who are raising their hand and saying, yes, that sounds like me, then you're looking for people who have responded to a call to action. Maybe you sent an email out and at the bottom, it says something like, if this sounds interesting to you, just hit reply. Or um, maybe you have done a social media post that said, who has this type of goal? And everybody's saying, yes, yes, yes. That is when you move from the comments or the email replies into a conversation. They are raising their hand and saying, yes, that's me. Now you can have a conversation with them. So you use your marketing as a way to identify the people who want to talk to you. And then you have a service-based relationship building conversation with them. All right. So we've talked a lot today about outreach. The purpose of doing outreach is to find people who are qualified to get your help It goes wrong when you try to script it, when you try to automate it, when you try to reach out to people who are not warm to you, who have not shown up to your campfire, um, who've never heard of you before, um, who don't know who you are and don't want to hear from you or when you get too invasive. Um, The way that you avoid that is by connecting back to your servant leader heart. Make it all about them. Let them know that you want to hear about the problems, what's bothering them, what their goals are. All of this is information that deepens your relationship with your entire audience, including the person that you're outreaching to. If they're right for your offer, for your program, if you think you can help them, then you can make an offer, but you're never going to make the offer unless you know that you can really help them. And you're never going to do that unless you have a service-based conversation. Okay, guys, so I can't wait to hear from you on your thought. Let me know if this was helpful. And I also want to hear, <laughs> when's the last time you got one of the shirtless trainers or thirsty messenger messages? Um, you know, maybe you can even tell me it was you. I know it's been me in the past, so it's there's no shame in that game, but maybe let me know when you've heard from them because I, I would love to hear That's what I've got for you today. I can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, make sure that you're hopping over into the Grow Your Fitness Business group and let me know about your aha moments. All right, I'll talk to you soon. So before I go, I just want to make sure that you know about my free Facebook group that's for instructors, trainers, coaches, anybody who's working directly with clients in order to improve their health or their fitness. It's called Grow Your Fitness Business. For instructors, trainers, and coaches, and it's on Facebook. It's completely free. Just get in there, answer the questions, and you are in. You can network, train, I give support, and I do a live Q&A on Wednesdays at two o'clock where we will talk and dig into the content from today's episode. So get in there and get in that live training on Wednesday, two o'clock, eastern where we are going to dig in and really study and onboard the information from today's episode i will see you there i really hope this information served you today and if it did will you please do me a favor leave a review for the podcast to help other pros know how valuable this content is your reviews help others and they feed my soul as well while you're at it, please make sure that you're following this podcast so you always get my newest episode in your feed. If you want to thank me for all the free content I share? Send this episode to a friend who might find it useful. Your shares help us get the show in the hands of pros and coaches just like you. And one more thing before we go. If you are ready for the next level of support and growth with me, I invite you to take my client creation kickstart. It's a wealth of learning, coaching, and support contained in a mini course that you can complete in just a few days in your spare time. If you show up and do the work, I will show you how to gain five or more clients in the span of just a few days. I've had Kickstarters leave that mini course having made $5,000 in just a couple days. Even better Your registration includes a one-on-one custom next steps call so we can ensure you can complete the course and are prepared to take the right next steps based on your unique business. It's under 50 bucks right now, but that price is not going to last. So head over to fitprosconnect.com. That's F-I-T-P-R-O-S connect slash kickstart and get registered before the price goes up. FitProsConnect.com slash kickstart and I will see you in our custom next steps meeting.